Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project. We'll have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Gal Zalberman, Associate Professor of Marketing at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. So, uh, Gal, I know we're having a party in a few hours, and you're the leader of the party. It's like a blues club. It is a fantastic Buddy Guys uh, legend club, and uh, you'll come and you'll have a free drink. A free drink? Wow. Absolutely. You know, there's a really special thing about free. I do <laughs> know. Somebody wrote an article about that. So, so Gal, look, um, every day uh, my wife calls me up, and said, uh, when are you coming home? And I tell her a particular hour, and every day I'm wrong in my estimation. Is there any kind of uh, psychological uh, name for this disease I can give her that you will maybe forgive me more quickly? Absolutely. You should call her that you just fall prey to the yes-damn effect, <laughs> in which you, because you think you, you'll have more free time in the future than right now, you misestimate your uh, ability to complete tasks. So, so this is why if people ask me to do something, review a paper, come to visit, to give a talk, I'm always happy to do it in the future. That's exactly it. So come to Wharton, give a talk, and you'll say, sure, as long as next month. Come next month, we'll the yes will follow by damn, and you'll say, why did I agree? And soon we will be unhappy. And, and why don't we learn this thing? Well, we're not quite sure of the precisely why, but we believe uh, that the reason we don't learn is because our day is full with little tiny tasks, and we always have them, but every day they're slightly different. They're not exactly the same. So what happens is that you're never quite able to plan for these unexpected little tasks that will eat up your time email, annoying students, people calling you up, stuff like that? Exactly. Some people cornering you, ask you for an interview, and so on. <laughs> okay. So these things happen, and we don't take them into account because they're varied, because they're not the same. Exactly. Because every day, these little tasks seem to be different, and we're just unable to account for all possible little tasks that will eat our time. Okay. And as a consequence, uh, we look at our future as being clear and free and flexible. Exactly. So you always think that the future will be much freer than uh, today or the day after, and we're unable to really anticipate how busy we'll be. There's no reason why Tuesday in a month will be any less busy than Tuesday in a week. What do you mean? I have nothing on my schedule in a month. Exactly, but you will. <laughs> so, so that happens with, with time, and I can see how it happens. Uh, the same thing happens with money as well? Well, we see some weaker patterns for money than from time. So but, but in the same general direction? It's in the same direction, but it generally was never as pronounced. But the problem is that for people who do expect to have more money in the future than now, they are the same people that will be willing to commit for future expenses compared to now. I see. So you're saying with time, we're willing to expend, to promise things in the future, but with money, we might be actually make contracts, uh, take credit card debt, borrow, buy expensive cars, maybe take mortgages and so on? Exactly. So our point is that your preferences for expanding time or money now versus the future goes in the same way that your perceptions of slack go. So if you think that you'll have more money in the future than you do right now, you will take on these different than expenses and contracts and so on. We actually have data to show that depending on how much you think that you'll have in the future compared to now, that will determine how much you'll be willing to spend now versus spending in the future. 
Okay, so uh, can you give me like a percentage of how much people uh, underestimate, how much less money, or how much overestimate, how much money and how much time they'll have in the future? Is there kind of a, a way to think about that? It, it's, it's hard to give a precise number. We, we know, again, that these patterns seem to be a lot stronger for time than for money, but we don't really have any good percent. So, for example, if I schedule every day an hour in my schedule just for miscellaneous things that might happen, is this enough or do I need two or three? I, I think that if you have one, hour, one free hour, a slack hour, that will probably save you a lot of grief with your wife. Okay, so that's a very practical advice. Now, what have you started doing differently after doing this research? So actually, uh, both John Lynch and myself, uh, who, who wrote the paper together, now every time someone asks me, I actually simulate that day as if it's happening tomorrow, and I have discovered that I say many more no's but you always, you always said a lot of no's. <laughs> yeah, I always did say, but even more than normal. Wow. So that's actually a very interesting idea. So you're saying, they're asking me to do things Tuesday. Imagine it was tomorrow. Exactly. In, in, not in the month, but it's tomorrow. Could I do it tomorrow? Exactly. And, and if it, what, another thing that I ask myself is, is it worth clearing my schedule tomorrow? So is it so important for me that I'm willing to give something up? Because if it is, then I should commit because I'll be wanting to do this anyway. Wow. Another approach is to ask people just to ask you a day before. That is, uh, yes, that is another option. Okay, but I love this idea. So you're basically saying, would I do it tomorrow? And of course, tomorrow we can never do anything. Everything is too booked. But would I clear up my schedule and exactly. cancel other things? Is it worth enough? Under the assumption that in a month from now, you also have other things to do exactly. in advance. Wow. And this actually gives you social permission to say a lot of no's this way. I do. And I actually cite my own work every time I, I say no. So you have to give an excuse. You have to call people, look, I'm telling you because I'm forced to simulate. And according to my condition, you are less important to me than what I have on my schedule already. Precisely. And it's my, my duty as a scientist to do it. Gal, do you want to come to Duke and give a talk? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. My pleasure. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, Professor of Behavioral Economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.